This is Pastor Randy from the First Christian Church in Eunice, New Mexico. This is the podcast for April 21st, 2020. We'll be in Romans 8, 26-39. We'll be discussing overcoming. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine, to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who is raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Overcome The word is not going to make the top ten countdown of favorite words 
in anyone's vocabulary. The word is not in vogue or even cool, but the desire certainly is. Overcome is defined as to get the better of in a struggle or conflict. Who has not wanted to ace an exam, get a good physical report from the doctor, or beat cancer? Who has not had something in their lives that they felt, I have to get the better of this situation, I have to overcome? Our Bible text in verse 37 speaks in a similar language. It talks about being more than conquerors. How do you tell them to overcome? Better yet, the nagging question is, how do I overcome? Paul lists in verses 38 through 39 the concerns that people were facing in this challenge to overcome. Trouble, hard times, hatred, hunger, homeliness, bullying threats, backstabbing, and many other sins. Overcome is to get the better of a struggle and conflict. How do I do that? Today's Bible reading provides the answers. If you want to overcome, if you long for something higher than your current mediocre, bland, boring, unfulfilling life, if you have a great or decent relationship with God, but the unexpected trips you at your doorstep, this message is for you. And there are three simple lessons that tell us how we can overcome. The first is the Holy Spirit helps us, and that's in Romans 8, 26, and 27. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, in verses 16 and 17, we are told... The old sinful nature loves to do evil which is just opposite from what the Holy Spirit wants. And in verse 17, then there follows a list of things the evil nature wants us to do versus what God's nature within us wants us to do and the human spirit becomes a war zone all the time as we struggle to make the right choices. In verses 16 and 17 it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. This battle is very significant and powerful. In Ephesians chapter 6 verses 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If we will overcome, we need help outside ourselves. We need God's power within us to help us defeat sin. So the lesson is, Conflict will always be a very big part of us. The Christian in this world of ours never gets rid of conflict. And second, the Christian never need to be afraid of conflict. 
for we have a secret power and endurance equal to all our trials and struggles, even in the continuous help of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah, a prophet which we do not know much about. We do know he wrote this prophetic book at a time when God's people did not care much about religion and God and had to deal with a lot of sin issues. It was a time when he was passionate about rebuilding the temple. In this climate of social and spiritual poverty, he included among his words from God in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. The most effective means of tapping into that power comes primarily when we pray. Prayer is a tough subject. The problem is our prayers are very superficial. For the most part, when we pray, it generally ends up being a conversation about things that bother us and things we want. We may have every desire to serve God, but do we know what we need at each moment? The wisest and best of men sometimes fail here. The Holy Spirit, therefore, comes along us to pray for us. Since we do not know what we need most of the time, the Holy Spirit does the work in accordance with God's will. Prayer is the divine in us appealing to the divine above us. We must learn to depend on the Holy Spirit if we will overcome. Secondly, God works in favor of those who love Him. In Romans 8.28 The questions are coming, aren't they? If that is true, why is there so much suffering and pain in the world? Why are people growing hungry and God seems silent? I am sure people have prayed that a lot of things would change, like sick family members, that they would get well. But it does not always happen, does it? Chemotherapy for cancer treatment is a tough road. There are dreadful side effects with pain, nausea, exhaustion, hair loss, and potential for infection, blood clotting, fluid retention, and many other symptoms. Only those who walk through cancer can understand the emotional toil of fear, loss, and awkward social interactions. Patients understand that the side effects of chemotherapy can be horrible, but they must be measured against the treatment's ability to destroy cancer. If we can believe a physician has our best health interest at heart, why is it so hard to have the similar view about God and accept that He takes the tough stuff of our lives and works all of that in our favor? Our circumstances are often not much different from anyone else. The only difference is our understanding of it as we set it against a different light than just the final outcomes 
from a human point of view. We look at it through a spiritual lens and gain different insights and understandings that help us put that stuff into perspective. The real difference between two people is not what happens to them, whether they are rich or poor, whether they are fortunate or unfortunate, whether they have sorrow to meet or life flows on a sunlit stream that never ruffles the surface of their days. The real difference is the way in which they respond to these things. If we will overcome, we need to believe that God takes the situations of our life that are not fun, that are not enjoyable, that are not wanted, and He works those to our favor and advantage. The third and last is we overcome by realizing God loves us. That's in Romans 8, verses 32 and 37. Paul is saying, you can think of every terrifying thing that this or any other world can produce. Not one of them is able to separate the Christian from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ the Lord who controls every terror and masters every world. And John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We will overcome when we realize how deeply the Father loves us. We are not simply meant to conquer, but to more than conquerors. We can overcome when we realize we need the Holy Spirit's help. When we believe, God works everything for our favor. And when we understand how deeply God loves us is how we become overcomers.